set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Midwestern Transplant Barbie. And I'm Fun Employed Barbie. And we're here discussing Barbie from 2023, directed by Greta Gerwig. So welcome to the Mojo Dojo Casa House, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're going to be discussing all things Barbie, gender, what it means to be a Barbie, a kin. Are you enough? This movie's weird as shit. It is a very strange film. Greta, you've done it. You did it, girl. This is a rough cut. This is our first thoughts because we just saw it the other day. Mm-hmm. $20 to see out here in California. Girl, yeah. Brittany has finally joined the gang. She's on the top half of the state and I'm at the bottom half of the state. This is the first time we ever lived in the same state. <laughs> <laughs> same ta- time zone. First time we ever lived in the same time zone. Uh, we have not actually seen each other in person in like six or seven years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like physically in person, we'd actually be able to touch each other. So, you know, we're, we're closer than ever. Still yes. a good 600, 700 miles away. I don't know where you are really. (laughs) I don't know. Seven hours away, roughly. With traffic, probably like 10. Honestly, honestly, a day and a half the way it should be moving around here. But yeah, yeah, Brittany's in the fold. She's now Midwest Barbie, Midwest Transplant Barbie. And we both saw this movie this week. I saw it on Sunday. And it was a hoot and a holler. My movie, listen, you got to go in the morning. Because my movie was like $9. (laughs) $9 on a Sunday, bitch. Couldn't say the same for Oppenheimer. Don't know when we get to see that one. That's mm. a good twenty two fifty over there. Yeah, mm. no one said you will pay <laughs> for this movie for damn sure. <laughs> I'm used to them five dollar Mondays. Uh huh. Ain't no five dollar Mondays out here. I mean, the place over here that got closed was seven dollar Sundays. That you know they they didn't have sound for one of the movies, so I had to go tell them that they need to go put the sound on when I went to go see House Party, but. <laughs> We made it work. We make it work. We do, you know, we make it happen out here. But yeah, it, it sometimes, sometimes in prices, you'd be like, you are not serious with this yeah. shit today. Not in this here house. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, my good $20 bill, Andrew Jackson, I think that's that man on that dollar. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Let's was, <fact> check. It was worth <laughs> Mm-hmm. He on that twenty dollars, mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson on the twenty dollar bill. The devil himself. Um, yeah, I'm glad your money went far or far as it could. <laughs> <laughs> if you have ever seen our rough cuts, or not seen, but have you ever listened to our rough cuts? We had a few as of late, uh, and we're just kind of vibing, shooting the shit. I can't promise you I'm going to remember everything because, you know, I didn't take notes. I was in there to absorb the kinergy um mm-hmm. that was presented or presented to me by mr ryan gosling but i feel like we have been talking about this movie for a smooth year and a half now so <laughs> mm-hmm. the anticipation i never thought we'd reach this day yeah i didn't think it was coming when they first announced the mars mattel choco bot energy hour girl i was like oh that's 
interesting. Um, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to see it. Um, but then I saw like the first trailer. I was like, oh, this looks like it's going to be funny and something that is akin to something that I would have watched when I was younger, like the Brady Bunch movie. Um, because <laughs> yes. it has that same sense of humor, um, those double entendres. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm in. Like that, the first trailer is what sold me on this film. And I was like, okay, I'll put it on my watch list. Let's go. That B is very Britney. I want to <laughs> see that. I, I don't think I was sold on to the trailer either. And then I was at the tree, the teaser trailer. First, it was the teaser trailer with like the uh, 2001 Space Odyssey type thing. And I was like, okay, this might be cute. And then they came with like the full trailer and everybody saw her feet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Suddenly became, Twitter became feet land or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, well, damn, some work and some thought has been put into this because before I was like, I don't want to see no movie about Barbie girl. Like, no offense. I <laughs> know offense. But I was like, I don't really know if that's really necessary for me. And I like Greta Gerwig. I've seen most of her movies, I think. Um, I'm probably missing a few, but like, I just didn't think that this was going to be my ministry. But, you know, after everything, especially after all the paparazzi pictures and stuff, I was like, girl, y'all dragging it. I'm sorry. We're all dragging it just a little too, too much. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little fatigued, a little Barbie fatigued. But, uh, yeah, I was excited to see it. I was a Barbie girl. Were you a Barbie girl? I think you were. Oh, I have a very deep knowledge of Barbie. So pretty much every doll that is in this film, in the in credits, I have had outside of like the older Barbies because those are very hard to come by if you're of a certain age but anything like mm, early 90s to like 2000s I had like totally yo yo Nikki Courtney Skipper <laughs> Todd and Stacy mm. uh, Teen Talk Barbie like those are dolls that I had and I knew a lot about because I love Barbie like I'm afraid of dolls as we discussed in probably the Little Mermaid uh, episode like I don't like dolls like American girl dolls Bar- or... like baby dolls yeah um that's due to uh child's play um because <laughs> when I was younger my parents were like hey we're gonna give you a my kid sister that looks just like Chucky why would you do that <laughs> yeah it was traumatizing but like Barbie is different because you can play with Barbie when you play with Barbie you can have like entire soap operas with Barbie like you could just do whatever you want with Barbie it's like your imagination gone wild so you know if Barbie is on a mission to find whatever she wants in the desert or if it's a drama akin to soul food or like um wait until exhale that's just what's happening this week on Barbie like (laughs) that's just how you play Barbie's and that's what me and my cousins did, like, after school, like, <laughs> all the time. And we played with our neighbors and stuff. So, like, I had a bunch of Barbies. I had a bunch. I did not start with a bunch. I was talking to my mom about this yesterday, and I, I was actually privy, to, or I became privy to some very interesting information, which I did not know that uh, people were orchestrating against my childhood like that. But uh, now that I know, I can share so my first Barbie was a collectible doll, which I don't know why you would do that to me because she was not meant to be played with. <laughs> it's like mm. a doll that you keep in a box. And I was like, 
It was a black Barbie. I remember she had like kind of like very not Afro hair, but she just had kind of poofy hair, you know. And I tried mm-hmm. to comb it, and it didn't work. And I was like, "Why would you give me this?" <laughs> that was my first Barbie. I think I was like three or four. I remember it very clearly, and being like, "Okay." And then someone gave me a Princess Jasmine doll, and that was my ride or die, my bitch for life. I had that doll for a very long time. I took very good care of her, and that was my doll for a while. And then. I think my neighbor across the street, uh, she was moving and she was uh, like a few years older than me. Um, and she was like, hey, I like I know you like to play with dolls. Got a whole bunch for you. So I got this like suitcase full of dolls. I went from like having maybe two or three dolls to having like 14, 15 dolls, accessories, shoes, clothes. Um, she gave me her Barbie uh, dollhouse. Which I had a dollhouse, mm. but it was kind of the one where you put in like a, it like closed up, kind of like, I don't know, like almost like a little carrying case. Oh, and like, you like open it up and you, and you can like store your dolls it in it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. flip it out and then you fold out the floor and stuff. And it was like cardboard. And then hers was like legit. Like you could, you had to like build that shit up. And so I was like, well, I think she gave you her Barbie limousine too. Like she was like, she had like stuff. And so I was like, made because my mom told me that she like, stopped letting people give me Barbies like early because <laughs> she was over Barbie herself and I was like well I wasn't over Barbie bitch like I wanted those I wanted those I wanted those dolls and I don't know mine just had adventures and you know if I could style hair that was the main thing and I remember too I bought my own Little Mermaid doll it was $14, which back in like 1996 or seven or whatever was a lot of fucking money. <laughs> That's an entire allowance. It was a lot of money. It took me months to save up that money. Okay. And then people tried to just dissuade me from getting it. And I was like, no, I've been seeing this doll in the store for months and I want that doll. So I got it. And it was my other chairs, baby. And, uh, I also had, um, I have like Cabbage Patch dolls. That's what my mom's doing. Like she would give me, and once again, you cannot comb Cabbage Patch doll hair. I think I got one more doll. I think right before I got too old to be playing with dolls. And it was uh, a Cabbage Patch doll with like hair you could comb, but it was a boy. And I was like, well, my, once again, <laughs> it had like hair, but it was like a swimming doll. And I was just like, I don't mm. want to play with a baby. Like, I want to play, like, fashion. Like, I want mm-hmm. I want experiences. I want fashion. I want hair. I want shoes. They go ride around the limousine, around, you know, Barbie-topia, whatever, my room. <laughs> and I was like, y'all are not doing it right. So it's very interesting to see how people feel about Barbie because I know the people are, the men are up in arms. Um, some of the women are also up in arms. To hear my mom say she didn't want me to play with Barbie anymore. And I was like, that's weird. Because I never had a weird complex from playing with Barbie. Unlike apparently a lot of people. (laughs) The only pushback I got about Barbie was the kind of Barbies that I bought. And that would be like, why are you buying white Barbies? But the thing about that was, no, I bought 
all the Barbies? Yeah, I want them all. Like, what do you want me to do? My favorite Barbie is like what would be like Christy, which is the black Barbie. But then it became like in certain times it would be like Nichelle um, for like the Generation Girl Barbies or Nikki, which is Skipper's friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing about playing with Barbies is Barbie herself came with accessories of certain kinds but when you buy her friends like Teresa or Skipper's friend Courtney my girl they Teresa. had different accessories so if you buy like the whole set everybody else had different things see then we can miss the match and we can have a yeah. whole wardrobe like let's not get the just the pink high heel let's get yeah. other stuff let's get some jeans out there you know uh-huh. girl they weren't they don't they don't think you might get blue so like me, my my brand is purple. So like, <laughs> whoever had purple is the doll that I was buying. So if I'm buying a purple doll, whoever's wearing purple, that's who I'm getting. Yeah. It doesn't matter what race that per- that doll is. I don't. It's weird to see like people also say that. I think this is a man that said that. I don't. I can't confirm. But I have a strange feeling this was a dude that said that that there were no black Barbies when we were kids. So I was like, yes, there <laughs> yeah. were. And they were beautiful because there was a whole entire line called the Shawnee doll that was made by Mattel started in 1992. Sorry, guys. I'm a Barbie historian. <laughs> I have been to like, I know my stuff. So 1992, it was a Shawnee doll. Um, and it was like Ashanti, Shawnee, and they had a male companion named Jamal. You could go look him up. Um, so that's 1992. And then in, I think it was like 2012. Or so, Mattel launched, like, another attempt at, like, an all-black line. And it was, like, SIS or SIS. I think it's, like, Sisters in Style. And they were so cute. The sad part about it is that those lines don't sell well because we know why. Well, yeah. Oh, it's so in style. So in style. So the dolls in that line are, like, Trishel and Janessa. So, like, when you're walking around Target doing your laps, you would see those. Oh, they're cute. I think they were, like, in, like, I think it was around, like, 2014, 2012, 13, something around that time. They're adorable dolls. Yeah. And they had, like, a new face mold, I think. Yeah, she's cute. Dark skin, Chandra, Chandra Barbie. Mm Mm-hmm. She's cute. They got um, a cheerleading line. I don't know what her name is. I can't see it. Oh, Grace. Or Courtney, one of them. I can't tell. Can't tell what it is. Um, oh, Grace and Courtney, because she's got is this a little sister? I'm assuming it's a little sister, not her mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> yeah, they had like the Kelly size dolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're cute. Mm-hmm. Trishelle, Cara, Grace. These are cute. I was too old when these move uh when these dolls yeah. came out to have uh even any interest. And also I feel like I don't know the weird Barbie backlash comes around like every so often where I was just like I don't think I was ever looking at this doll with the idea that I want to look like this doll <laughs> no and maybe other people did but I was like that never happened to me now if you want to say about like having enough hair to you know comb it down to the floor you know you just can't even spell prog kind of hair then that was one thing but there's other ways around that <laughs> yeah and so I never wanted to be like, you know, Barbie proportions. I'm sure there's plenty of girls who do. I mean, even if you don't realize that you, I mean, there's plenty of surgical things to achieve that. But that never happened to me. It's always yeah. find the backlash weird. I always find the thing about there not being any black Barbies when I was a child. I was like, 
I had a Steven. I think I had a Christy. Uh, I definitely had that that uh, collector doll, which I can't remember her name was. Uh, but like, girl, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> y'all are y'all are full of shit. Y'all don't even know. Y'all wasn't there. No, and like, one of my like core childhood memories is like me and my younger cousin, who was your age. Oh, like arguing about I'm two years Steven. younger than her. <laughs> it's like me and my younger cousin were like arguing about Steven because she was like, his name is Steven, like Steve. And I was oh, like, his name Stephen? is like Steve, Stephen, like Stefan or Kel. It's like, no, his yeah. name is like Steven, like Stephen King. And we got into a big, <laughs> big argument about it on the way from Toys R Us. That PH is a killer when you're of a certain age because I thought it was Stephen for a long time. And I think somebody said it was Steven. And I was like, excuse me, I just learned how to read. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were beefing about that. But it's like been interesting to see everybody's collective memories about Barbie too. Um, people are like, I didn't know people like Barbie so much. I'm like, I mean, you were a little girl. <laughs> I think you liked Barbie. I had a Teresa that was a ballet dancer and that shit was revolutionary because her feet would like move like a ballet dancer. Like they had these weird hinges on them. Mm-hmm. The technology, man, the technology was doing something else. It's kind of like a marionette doll, I guess, in theory, but like. That was also a favorite because she came with this really, you would like her. She had purple like tutu and stuff, mm-hmm. which I got rid of immediately. But like <laughs> we had to restyle, but she was so adorable. So I had like the whole gamut of dolls. I just uh-huh. didn't collect them necessarily. And my aunt one day decided that I had too many toys, which was an interesting distinction to make. <laughs> considering yeah. my toys were hand-me-downs. Ain't nobody buy me that stuff. <laughs> so I was like, that was it a gift from someone <laughs> and she threw a lot of my barbies away so that was <sighs> heartbreaking she, she threw my limousine away that was Ooh. the worst part because i was a, that was a storage unit too <laughs> i kept my barbies in the limousine it fit most of my barbies she was a hater i understand that heartbreak one day i found hawaiian fun barbie in the trash and i cried and my mom had to get it out the trash because she threw it away and that was just what it was but I didn't even find it in the trash. I think I like noticed something pink in the trash and I was like, interesting. And then I went to my room later and I was like, where's all my stuff? <laughs> it's like, what happened? I've been robbed. They don't want you, they don't want to see you shine, girl. They don't want to yeah. see you shine. But it was, um, I think aside from those memories, like I haven't thought about Barbie <laughs> since then. I don't collect dolls. I don't have any dolls. I know there's a lot of grown women who do. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see the the weird sort of discussions, I, I don't even want to call it discourse. Y'all just be saying whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to dignify with the word discourse. Just be saying whatever. Somebody said that having Barbies was for rich people. That was crazy. As somebody who, so, okay. The kind of child that I was, like I had a lot of Barbies. So most of my allowance money went toward Barbies and books mm-hmm. and writing supplies. So a notebook, a Barbie, and a book, that's where all my allowance went toward. So I know it was a Barbie at every price point. You could go through Dollar Tree and get Barbie accessories. You yeah. could go to Walmart, get Barbies for $3. At Toys R Us, that's where the Barbies were very expensive. And KB, KB. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, not R.A.B. KB toys. <laughs> I got my to- I got my Ariel Barbie from, from Toys R Us. It was probably why it cost me like $15 at that 
small age of mine. <laughs> the largest purchase I had ever made up until that point. <laughs> but, and then a lot of times, like when you grow up, like a lot of people just like, okay, you are 12 years old. You're too old to be playing with dolls. You need to give all of your stuff away. And then you just come into contact with a bunch of doll stuff. Like, that's how a lot of people get a lot of toys. Like, that's just how it works. Yeah, that's exactly how I got mine. (laughs) She had to be like 10 or 12. She was like, girl, I'm over it. Here, I know you like this stuff. Here you go. Enjoy. And I did. I played with those toys. And like, I wasn't one of those people who like cut up my doll's hair. I didn't draw my dolls. The weird Barbie in this movie, I was just like, why would you do that to a doll? (laughs) I was very much like, you do that to your dolls? Like, what do you, I mean, mine were fashionistas, okay? We did not do any of that. I think I cut one doll's hair and I immediately regretted it. And I was like, I won't be doing that again. Yeah, I've experimented with cutting the doll's hair and it didn't grow back. And I was like, you know, okay. (laughs) This is a permanent situation for my girl, so I can't be doing this. And I fucked it up with my safety scissors, so now it really won't be looking good. Either. So it's like I'm so sorry, boo. I'm I'm not doing this to you again. Yeah. No, I felt so bad for that Barbie after I cut his hair. It looked terrible. It was awful. And they came out with Barbies where you supposed to style their hair like the doll heads. Like mm-hmm. I remember those. And I had other dolls after Barbie, but like that was like my first, like, I want to be a fashion designer and I'm gonna design clothes for my Barbies. I spent all weekend like making like newspaper clothes for my dog. Cause of course I didn't have no fr- like <laughs> fabric or whatever, but I would just like tape paper and stuff to my dolls. I would make paper dolls. Like that was like my burgeoning or burgeoning fashion thing like that was how I was kind of like playing around with an actual career at like <laughs> five or six I was like I want to be a fashion designer not knowing what that meant or who was in fashion but I was like I like clothes I want to do that and this is how I can prove it and you know to see people hate on that is kind of yeah. what's your problem <laughs> it's just sad because like Barbie for a lot of people just gave you an opportunity to dream and imagine and just <laughs> do whatever you want it to do yeah in any way that you thought of there's so many times that i have built a dollhouse out of a shoebox hey and some construction paper hey it's like okay we're doing this okay barbie now has a car the shoebox is a car now and you just made a little car out of a shoebox and you push the shoebox around (laughs) yeah exactly bitch (laughs) and you could take it up a notch i have colored them and it's it's just a way to express your creativity with just dolls yeah. and to see people like adults rip on that is like grow up <laughs> like my barbies were never mothers and housewives uh, and shit like that like i never did like i feel like that was more of the baby doll thing and i was like oh i don't want that <laughs> what am i supposed to do with the actual thing it looks like a baby like the cabbage patch i was like this looks like a ba- no i don't want to take care of that <laughs> Yeah. They had adoption papers for it, and I was like, "Oh, this is a this is a responsibility. I don't want any of that. I no, 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 no. This is not enough imagination for me. Get it away from me. I don't have any. I I never knew what happened to any of my Cabbage Patch dolls. I had a lot of baby dolls, but also when it was time to play baby dolls, 
it was also uh, opportunities. Like, oh, we we turned it into the Mojo Dojo Castle House <laughs> real quick because I don't want to play. <laughs> it's like we got thirty minutes of this because I I don't I don't want to play it. Yeah, I, n- I never wanted to do that, and I never had like younger cousins to like play with. Like, I had my uh, cousin who's like six months older than me, but like we never. Girl, we play video games. <laughs> Barbie was for me. Like, do not touch my Barbies. I don't want you, you know, you're not, you're not handling her correctly. I don't like how you're playing with her. I don't like how you put her clothes on her. I don't like any of this stuff. This is not for you. We can play the Sega. <laughs> but you're not supposed to touch my personal, my Barbies. These are my babies. Like, these are my don't touch any more of it, please. But yeah, it's been interesting to see all the discussion and seeing all the the um all the clothes. Did you dress up? Um, I wore a white t-shirt and jeans. Hey, so I I had a little, I had my shirt, but my shirt was too big. Oh, super yucky. You know, I had to come through with my shirt, but I ordered it a size too big and it was the, way too big. The one that, do you ever think about dying? Of course. That was, okay. That's my great couture right there. That's your brand. That's, that's the brand. brand. I, I think I just wore black because I'm just in my wear black era forever, but my hair is pink under this <laughs> my hair is pink so i figured that was enough because all my other pink stuff is long sleeves i don't know how that happened but i would uh, drop dead of a heat stroke out here so <laughs> was not gonna let that happen to me but i did see some people dressed up i went to a really small theater uh where they, like a, just like a lot of like older people go it's only like a uh it's a very very small theater it's three screens <laughs> oh but um it's it's a nice theater i get you know get my nine dollar ticket so uh, it's a good theater. I enjoy it. And it's like right around the corner from my house. So it works for me. Um, there are some people dressed up. There's a lot of older people there. Like a mm. lot of older people. Like I usually there is, but like this is the first movie I've gone to where there was a lot of people there. Um, I usually don't like to do that because usually I can't hear. <laughs> and I already got hearing problems already. So we're not trying to make it worse. And, you know, this lady who came with her older mother, like her mother had to be like in her 70s or 80s or something so it was just like a whole big thing i don't know if they got any of the humor <laughs> i think the lady the lady next to me got it i don't know if the mom got it but you know i was like okay i see i see what's happening it was nice to see all the pictures from you know people dressing up but also just people going to the theater in general mm-hmm. it was nice to just have that you know because as much as I like going to the movies alone, it's kind of being a nice, solid sort of, you know, suspension chamber of like, let me have this so I can focus. Uh, you know, going to the movies with a bunch of people is something I used to do when I was younger. And I have a lot of good memories from going in big groups to go see like <laughs> The Ring and You Got Served and, and Chicago and, and all kinds of stuff. So it was nice to have that because you don't see how many people at the theater anymore like you just generally don't I mean it's goddamn expensive but also I just don't know if it's the same like we've been getting the same movie over and over again for a decade now (laughs) yeah I'm trying to think of the last movie I went to see in the theater probably house party oh yeah I forgot about that movie it was us it was just me (laughs) 
in there. There's me, a baby. And yeah. Me and that one guy I told you about that was at the, you know, doing a lot at the Bonham Theater. And I was like, I what's going on? I forgot. I have wiped that from my memory. Girl, yeah. I tried to, too. It was a lot. It was a bad movie in general. I don't think I see anywhere. So. Yeah. I forgot all about that. But yeah, yeah. me, the, me and the three people in house party. Um, but. Holding it down. <laughs> Holding it down. <laughs> what a terrible movie. I usually go to like the small theater. I try to support my local theaters in mm-hmm. Cleveland because I love them. Yeah. Um, so it's always like a cozy experience. Um, but I went to go see like Top Gun Maverick. And uh, what did I see? I saw House of Gucci in there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that movie was back. And uh, I was like, yeah. And girl. I was like, what was it? Oh. Cinema. That one movie, like, do 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 America, pop it, pop it, America, pop it, pop it, uh, uh, uh. Who's that movie? movie? What's that story? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 that was not coming across. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my bad, girl. I was like, huh? <laughs> I get you, I get you, I get you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Steven's dream. Mm-hmm. That little known director, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, you know, first time directing. <laughs> Enough and cover. We got help yeah. now. Support the man. <laughs> when I went this week to like a larger theater, it was like the first show. And I went to like the special mm-hmm. showing of the like, it was like, ooh, special X. You go get them, them Barbies and Super D or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Wait, what? You know, like, was it? it was like, like a special like, showing with like fancy shit. Yeah, you know um, the like surround the rope Dolby X. Or oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I didn't have it. No, girl, my theater is low budget. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't have any of that there. <laughs> so it was like mothers and their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of families went there. The theater wasn't as full because it was like the second showing of the day. Um, I got there early. I went to the restroom, and when I came back, that theater was. Like the lobby yeah. stuff was packed. Them lines for the popcorn was it was popping. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. that's how mine was. That's okay. how mine was. It was full, like not full, but like half full. But then, like when people were coming into the lobby because I was waiting, the lady in front of me was I don't know what she was going through, but she was buying a lot, and um, she had a lot of questions for the for the concessions girl. Unfortunately, mm. that poor child, and. I went and sat down and all these people started streaming in. So I was like, okay, this should be interesting. But it's kind of like a weird, it's very flat theater. So I couldn't really see like where everybody was sitting. So I couldn't gauge if my theater was pretty full, but I feel like it was. And I know my mom was talking about how they were talking about Barbenheimer on the news or something. She was so confused because she was like, what does that mean? And I was like, we have been talking about Barbenheimer for like a straight year now. Like we have been prepared for this ever since they announced that they were going to release on the same day. Like this has been foretold <laughs> for the last 12 months. So we've known for a while <laughs> that this mm-hmm. is going to happen, um, which I, like I said, when I get my $20, $22, an actual seat, Barbenheimer is full. I don't know. Christopher Nolan has done it again, I guess. <laughs> Because I could not get a seat anywhere. If I wanted to sit at Oppenheimer, I was going to sit like in the front. And I was like, I was thinking about it because the IMAX one. And one of the theaters by me has the, you know, that giant 600 pound thing of 
film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing that, which apparently those are not really working out that well Mm -mm. because he's the only person that uses them. So they don't ever use these machines until he makes a movie. So I don't know if it's going to work out because I've heard some people say like the color's gone out, the sound's gone out. It's it's a whole mess. But um, yeah, at the same time, like, do I really want to be three, three rows away from Killian Murphy knocking down somebody else? (laughs) Somebody else's wife? Four hour me times. It's not like he's doing a lot. Like you sound a little distracted, sir. I don't know if I want to be that close. I was that close when I saw Wolf of Wall Street, and that was a lot. <laughs> I was front row for Wolf of Wall Street with my mama. And oh. yeah. Saw, okay. Saw Leo snoring Coke off of somebody's ass in like the first five minutes. And I was like, well, this is a bonding experience that we won't forget. <laughs> uh-huh. So I don't know. Um, but I you know, my mom was talking about how I guess Barbie's made a lot more money than Oppenheimer, but I was like, it's it's Barbie. Like you can take your kids to see Barbie. Yeah, they won't get it, but they'll get it. They won't get it, but they'll have a good time because it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer's is like, girl. I would, yeah. It's my like it's de- depressing also. We gotta you gotta take your kids. Like, let's read some books, kid. <laughs> <laughs> let's get some supplemental media please don't go see that please don't go see that movie thinking it's a documentary i want everybody to get a grip let's 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 learn let's <laughs> learn a little bit more let's put some stuff in context i know the history channel is up there running round the clock nazi and atomic bomb coverage so you can easily go to that trash heap on the history channel is not what it used to be but that's the starting point for some people let's let's learn let's learn a little something <laughs> about yeah. everything yeah I, I i i worry about everybody going to see the movie and being like but they didn't see this part and i was like i don't think that's the point <laughs> much like chernobyl not having black people um <laughs> do you remember that when they wanted chernobyl to have black people girl like what do we say <laughs> I don't, okay. Child. It's off-topic, but like sometimes. It's Barbenheimer time, even though we didn't see Oppenheimer. It's just like, sometimes we don't need Black people in historical context. So, yeah. Like, because more than likely they were not there. Sometimes you don't need to insert uh, people of color Black people into, in, like, fictional Black people. In not that kind of evil. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. You don't need to put them in there. Just Mm-mm. because. Mm-mm. Well, they already got um, Brian Tyree Henry in the attorney <laughs> claiming responsibility for the bomb, which, well, okay, girl. <laughs> you need to just put people in there all willy-nilly. That's, not, just like, no. that's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't like that whole entire thing was crazy. But yes, Killian Murphy, I will see your chiseled cheekbones soon enough. But we're here to talk about Barbiana. So um, like we said, this is going to be very loose. Um, I do want to start with talking about the cast because we have heard over and over and over and over and over again that uh, this is supposed to star Amy Schumer and be written by Diablo Cody. That didn't happen. I don't know what that was going to be. Apparently, uh, somebody else is doing a Polly Pocket movie, which I is Lena Dunham. Yeah. So in that same vein of people I don't enjoy, but... (laughs) That one Emily in Paris girl. Oh, Lily Collins, I think. Oh, Phil Collins' daughter. daughter. Okay. Yeah. Is that even true? Is that even true? Yes, that is true. Is I that believe. really true? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the squint at her because I don't know. No, She's I'm not. Honest. I'm not joking with you. I'm being honest. Phil Collins, like, I could feel it in the air tonight. That's her daughter. I'm not joking. 
Okay. I double checked it. I double checked it because I had to. I had to make sure. This is I said, Guru Keisha. You like to lie. So (laughs) I think that's what they're going to do. I think Mattel is on there. They was like, I see money. Yeah, which, uh, you know, this is kind of what they did when they, uh, when people are joking about, what's that movie with Jared Leto? Where he was a vampire? Oh, Morbius. Yeah. And they put it back in theaters and everybody was like, I ain't gonna go see that shit. <laughs> but also, we just all kidding. these movies have been in the works for when Barbie was announced. Yeah. Before. So like Polly Pockets, Hot Wheels, that weird Barney movie that, again, me and Ashley probably have mentioned several times at this point. Uh, Polly Pocket or Barbie? Barney. Oh, Barney. Yeah, I heard about that too. Um, that's gonna be that's been in development since I think we started this podcast. Yeah. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I have no interest in seeing that movie. I'm gonna be real honest with you. <laughs> Barney is not I had a Barney uh stuffed animal. Um, but I don't really wanna I don't wanna see the man behind the dinosaur. Like I have no interest in any of that. <laughs> I don't care. No. I don't even think it's about don't you okay. I feel like we've talked about this before. Is but it it's not even tantric sex or something? It's not even about him. It's like it would be more interesting if it was about him healing the chakras. <laughs> With tantric sex. Yes. It, Please look that up, y'all. About, it's a documentary on Peacock about that. It's called I Love You, You Hate Me. Oh, child. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Um, it's about people who the rise and fall of Barney, essentially. But it's not even about that. It's like about Barney as an entity. Yeah, like the character. Yeah, like it's more so about Barney. Like it's about Barney, but not Barney as kids <laughs> and being in that preschool. It's like Barney as an entity outside of the preschool. It's weird. Like I okay. don't. I don't know. I don't know about this one. <laughs> I don't know about this one, Daniel, and I know it's been in development for a long time, but we might have to not, <laughs> we might have to, what would air on that one? Um, well, you know, we got the movie that was not starring Amy Schumer, so everybody on Twitter can stop reminding us. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. We're, we've heard enough times already, um, but we did get Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling I am so happy to see people finally recognize Ryan Gosling's genius and his acting ability. I don't know what everybody else was thinking. Was I the only one championing my dude? Like, yeah, what was happening? My dude in his harem pants. They played that clip at Alamo Draft House. <laughs> I, I wish I was there for that. I wish I was. It was too far away. The closest Alamo to me is in DTLA, so mm. won't be making that trip. That's like fifty different <laughs> theaters going to have to pass to get to watch that. So, oh, I think it's one close and by close. I mean, if you get to go to an far. Alamo Draft House, it is it is rewarding just to the the amount of work that they put into their. Uh, pre-trailer content is really good because you know especially if you like facts and figures about the about the movie and the cast but also like little clips like that and I remember I went to see like an Avengers movie I think there and they had um like a clip from like an Italian version of the Avengers (laughs) but it was like a very low budget it was like either Italian or Spain or somebody something in Europe and it was like 
some uh, people dressed up in this very low budget. I think it must have been on YouTube or something. It's mm. very low budget. Everybody in blow up costumes. You got blow up Spider Man and like blow up Iron Man, <laughs> fighting crime. So it's very fun. Um, but I can't go there obviously because it's just too freaking far away. But yeah, I I didn't know people didn't know that Ryan could do things like. Did no one see Crazy Stupid Love? Like, did we all just collectively forget? Has he been gone that long? He's been out of the paint for a minute, but like, on paternity y'all, leave? at least watch Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, Ashley, Ashley know how I feel about him yeah. in that movie. You're very, very pro Lars and the Real Girl. I love Lars and the Real Girl, but I also <laughs> love Ryan Gosling. Like, I've been in the paint for a long time. Pro Ryan Gosling, you know, murdered by numbers. Half Nelson, fractured. You and Murder by Numbers. Oh my god, that movie. That's is like so awful. Michael Pitt and Ryan Gosling doing murder and thinking they could get away with it. But yeah, because Sandra Bullock up in there, aka Rope. <laughs> it's Rope for teens. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I'm looking at all his stuff. Like, because he's funny in The Nice Guys too. Uh-huh. He's funny in Crazy Stupid Love. I guess a lot of these are not funny movie yeah. so maybe that's why but that like, blue valentine no that's not funny blue, blue valentine maybe when i kind of just no, not ever start a family <laughs> no that's sad that's sadness that's sad yeah time. and of course everybody does notebook i haven't seen the notebook before and i probably never will um but he is so good in the notebook if you are 14 years old reading the notebook just crying like mm-hmm. i don't want to be sad <laughs> like that so I can't even remember. He wasn't first man. I do not remember. I watched that movie and I don't remember a single thing about it. But I I don't know why. I've always thought of him as being fairly funny. So I don't know. It's very interesting yeah. to see everybody's like reactions being like, oh, he's he's the one for us. And I'm like, yeah, stand in line. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah, I never watched Young Hercules after school. Oh my God. In front or <laughs> after like that's kind of like Briscoe County Junior coded. Like, get into it. Like you ain't never watched Are You Afraid of the Dark when they had like the haunted radio? Like yeah. they weren't in the trenches like you were ready. <laughs> but like, come on, now, y'all. Just if you're not there, get into that. Like yeah. I can't see, I was almost tricked into watching La La Land and I turned it off, so I knew better. Why? I like La La Land. If you are into musicals like that. La La Land is a good place to start too. Brittany's trying to find like she don't like musicals, but I do like La Land. I haven't watched it since it first came out. I've been meaning to, but it's one of those movies where I'm like, if I watch it again, if I don't like it, I might be upset. So I haven't watched it again, but I remember liking him in that one. And and of course, everybody knows Drive, but those are not comedies. So I guess everybody just is being reintroduced, I'm assuming, to Ryan, funny Ryan. Mm-hmm. I know he's kind of taking himself seriously. Because he don't even have his normal Canadian accent. Like, it's just gone from him talking like he's Marlon Brando over the last, like, 30 years or something. So, you know, I know he takes himself seriously. But it looked like he was having a good time in this movie. And mm-hmm. I know everybody doubted when they first released the pictures of him. Because he's like, he's too old to like him. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you either get the man who's, like, born in, like, 1980 or something. Or you get somebody from the CW who can't act. Or you like y'all also forgot like this is a child actor yeah who got their start in a genesis of like a camp for like ch- like it was a day camp for child entertainers yeah like this spun off like actors entertainers 
Oscar winners. Like this is where Carrie Russell got her start. Half the NSYNC started there. Yeah. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, even Jessica Simpson started there. Like, don't don't be coming for my girl. <laughs> a whole bunch of people started off on the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, I don't. I, it was kind of weird to see because I guess people can't decide if they want CW actors. They want CW actors that can get Oscars, and it's just not happening. Like, no. I don't think Ryan. I don't know. Maybe he has been nominated for Oscar. I don't know if he got nominated for Oscar for La La Land, but. First man, probably. Or maybe first man. I don't know. I'm going to have to look. Um, oh, yeah. He's had two Academy Award nominations, a Golden Globe. I think he's gotten a Golden Globe. And he's been nominated for a BAFTA. But I just don't see that. Like, I don't see you going to whatever spinoff is on the CW and saying, here, boy, <laughs> come act. Like, it, it- it's not going to happen. And I see these discussions all the time. I'm just like, it's not, I don't know, bruh. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not the person who's like, this actor is 40 and he's supposed to be whatever. I don't really care <laughs> anymore. I just want somebody who can act. And the pool that everybody keeps referring to about like, why don't you go get somebody who's young and good looking? I'm like, them children can't act. They're not built like that no more. No, they're not going through the, 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 uh, the boot camps. <laughs> Um, they're not uh, they're not built like that no more i'm sorry dubious boot camps (laughs) to to achieve this because he was having the time of his life ken ken is having a time margot robbie i don't think we have anything negative to say about her i don't i liked everything that she's i've seen her in i have not seen babylon it's on prime it is amazing it It got really excited great you should watch it. Like, I feel like I've mentioned that before, but yeah, you it have. is a fun movie. Okay. It is forever to watch, but it's <laughs> a fun time. It's a bunch of shit that happens, but it basically documents an up and comer's life through Hollywood um, in the era of going from silent to talkie films. Yeah. And it, it's great. Like, she is, she's, She's a stinker. She's a stinker like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> that, that's the vibe. Like, it's, it's a stinker like that. Not like, you know how Bugs is like wise talking and always Ain't I a stinker. And just, just a stinker like that. That's what Nelly is in yeah. Babylon. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people, I get the idea that people want her not to be good at stuff. I don't know what that's about, but. I thought she was fine. She looks like a, I mean, she literally looks like what a Barbie would look like. Stereotypical Barbie. Yeah, she's stereotypical Barbie. Like, yeah. that's, that's Barbie. It's yeah. Barbie. Yeah, that's Miss Barbara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have all the other Barbies. I don't think I can name them all, but we have like Hardy Neff is, I think, Dr. Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon Rooney. She was lawyer Barbie. Barbie. Yes. Look how far we come from my mad fat diary. Yes. She was so adorable. I was so happy to see her. I was like, Me oh, too. Girl, she's here. <laughs> Issa Rae is, of course, President Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Who had all these Barbies had way more lines than I thought they were gonna get. I yeah. did not think that anybody was gonna have more than like a one second cameo, but I was presently surprised <laughs> for the most part that. Yeah, I I really enjoy President Barbie. Yeah, she President. Yeah, <laughs> she, she came down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, she has some for the ass. <laughs> she was fine. Who else was there? Um, Alexandra Ship, which I usually don't rate ever. I forget. 
which Barbie she was. She was physicist. Wait, no, she was Nobel. I know she had a Nobel Prize. She was a writer, Barbie. Oh, least. okay, yeah, yeah. And then uh, what's her name? Emma Mackey from Sex Education. One of three sex education actors in this movie. She was a Nobel Prize winning scientist. I can't remember which scientist though, but I think she was a physicist. She was physicist Barbie. Oh yeah, because you somebody compared her to Oppenheimer and said somebody has Nobel <laughs> Prize and this Barbie has Nobel Prize and this Barbie does. <laughs> Sorry, Op. My bad, mm. bruh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it was nice to see all the Barbies. They're adorable. Um, we had Barbies of every kind, uh, shape, you know, because when I was a kid, we didn't have like Barbie in a wheelchair or uh, any of the other, like, I guess more quote unquote diverse Barbies. One of the first Barbies that like utilized a real wheelchair was Becky. Okay. What year was that? Uh, I feel like it was like 1998. Okay. That, might, that was probably post- my Barbie hype. So I never played with that Barbie. Or I never saw that. I don't think I saw that Barbie until way later when I was like probably in my 20s. It was my, I guess my Barbie heyday. We didn't really have those. And then Midge, like I never see, I think I heard about Midge, but we didn't have pregnant Midge oh, <laughs> when yeah. I was a kid. And said, so, yeah, yeet, we gotta get her out of here. <laughs> and Alan, oh, let's talk about the Kins and Alan. Alan. Alan, Alan, Alan. Alan, who happens to fit all Ken's clothes. Yeah, Alan. The <laughs> only Alan there. Only one Alan. Yeah, you can't replicate Alan. Shout out to Michael Sarah for just coming in and being weird like he is. <laughs> like he is known to do. Yeah, he had a good time. Uh, Simi Lou was not nearly as annoying as I was expecting. Because that was nice. Because he was there a lot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he would be... There, like I didn't think his role would be as large as it was. With um, the cast being so big, I was like, you know, none of these people gonna be in this movie that long, and they were. Yeah, he was antagonistic, Ken. Yeah, opinion. <laughs> Mr. Studio Girl, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> he was really. He had Ken like uh, very upset. I, I was like, come on now. Yeah, come on, stereotypical Ken. You yeah. don't have to feel that type of. Insecurity from Reddit Ken. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Reddit subreddit Ken. Kensel Ken. Kensel Ken. <laughs> With added computer laptop attachment. Oh. <laughs> Accessories. Girl, girl. Every time I saw him, and I didn't like how people were like, well, we should just replace him with like another Asian actor. That's not okay for y'all to say. That's not okay to suggest that you just slip one out and put one in because I was like I'm sure Manny Jacinto does not want to be Ken for a variety of reasons probably after playing a dumbass on uh on the good place for a few years I'm sure he wants to do something a little bit more serious yeah substantial I mean he's funny on there but like do you really want that to be your career I'm sure he doesn't so um uh Shudy Gatwa was on there too he was another kin. I guess Greta really liked sex education. <laughs> it was him. It was Emma. And it was the guy who plays Shooty's boyfriend on sex education. It's been so long since I watched the show, unfortunately. But he was like the little mid-level dude at Mattel. Which, why did they make Mattel look like jail? I mean, 
<laughs> if you it, from an adult point of view, you get locked up. So like, yeah, it looked like prison. <laughs> it was all gray and stuff. Um, I guess we. I mean, we've been talking about for almost an hour. We haven't even talked about the plot, but the plot is basically uh barbie lives in barbie land everything is great everything is the same every day ken's trying to get her attention she's not really all that interested and then she's being plagued with feelings of death and bad things are happening ominous things are happening you know her toast coming out burnt her feet be on the ground y'all saw the trailer and she ends up going to the real world to find her her person she's expecting yeah. it to, to be a child <laughs> and uh she also brings ken along or actually ken stows along being ken and ken gets a dose of what it's like to be a man in the real world which warps him a lot <laughs> and, and ends up warping barbie land and barbie has to put it right which i was not expecting that part at all i didn't realize we were going to go back to barbie land and and it was going to be all that <laughs> I, well i figured from like trailer two that ken would be radicalized by the real world girl especially from that little brief clip where barbie land turned into kingdom which was not in the movie but it was in one of the trailers where barbie land had like completely disappeared and it turned to kingdom what i found funny um in the radicalization of ken <laughs> The miseducation of Ken. <laughs> was that like some of the images that Ken picked up on for like masculinity? Girl. Were it was funny. Like was it homoerotic? Because I was missing yes. some of the books. But also it was very like cowboyish, which has a very large like long history being homoerotic. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, this movie's gay. Um, <laughs> like this, this movie's very gay in the best way possible. Like this movie's gay. Like this movie's very queer. It's very queer coded in a lot of, a lot of ways. Okay. And we see this in Weird Barbie's house with some of the Barbies upstairs that are hiding and pretty much all the, bar unfortunately, all the Barbies that are discontinued and they have been discontinued for reasons because of parental backlash like girl <laughs> in the like in actuality like some of those barbies were crazy like what was it sugar's daddy which you yeah. can really just interpret as sugar daddy because it was like an old guy with yeah. a dog and I'm uh -huh. like, now who thought that was a good idea <laughs> and it's all also upstairs was uh earring magic ken yeah i never saw that one what does he do he has a special earring that's all i know yeah, he has an earring. And so, like, it was an in-joke um, in an article back in the day written by Dan Savage saying, oh, this is gay kid. Like, oh. this kid is gay. Especially um, when we used to do that. If you if you ear pierce on one side, it means you're uh -huh. gay. Which, I don't know how we decided that. But, you know, culture be culturing. <laughs> and also, like, weird Barbie. Like, God bless her how like weird barbie is dressed compared to some of how like some of the other barbies are dressed she's dressed like, like david bowie yeah like she's just different <laughs> um you also have like some other barbies um that are just a little different um and discontinued so mm -hmm. it's like 
they're important. They're just different compared to all the other Barbies in Barbie land. I think the only non-discontinued Barbie is probably Midge. I mean, she is discontinued, but she gets to live in that little treehouse. <laughs> yeah, and don't and nobody talks to her. Yeah, and she every, didn't get a lot of lines. God and bless even her. even in Lizzo's song, like in Lizzo's "Hey, Wake Up, White Lady," "Grease the Day" movie montage song, <laughs> which I absolutely love. Yeah, like Barbie greets Midge. She's like, oh. She pregnant. Never mind. <laughs> like, it's just too different. Also, like Teen Talk Barbie has some controversy because she was like, "Oh no, math is hard." When she was talking in real life, and that mm, um, promoted <laughs> like that led to the Malibu Stacy episode of The Simpsons. Oh gosh, where, iconic. Uh huh. But back to like Ken's ideals of masculinity. Ciao. Grease Lightning. You know, he saw Greece, he saw the lifeguards, he saw horses, yes. um, he saw business people, and he saw some other, he, basically Century, Century City LA was the, the radicalization point. I've never been to Century City, so I can't really give you like the backstory on that, but <laughs> he, he was like, ooh, men doing things, men getting to walk ahead of women <laughs> yes men don't have to you know be the afterthought oh wow what a world isn't this crazy i need yeah. to bring back the good news <laughs> to the boys <laughs> it's like men we work on cars right we crack open brewskis but we yeah. also sing and dance <laughs> yeah you know it's containing multitudes <laughs> yeah it's, i was like okay yeah i'm like yeah when i was eight i also thought that was very <laughs> Masculine too. <laughs> and I love it. Like, and also the piece de resistance is sliced alone in his mink coat. What was that from? Is that from like the Rocky era? I don't know. I think that's just what he wore. Oh, girl. I mean, hey, I know we've had lots of discussions on masculinity on Twitter, and everybody always brings yeah. up uh, the Isley brothers in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, that's not a traditionally masculine coat. Not anymore. Or outfit, but it's on, like, a manly man because it's on Sly Stallone. And who is Sly Stallone? That is Rocky. That is um, Rambo. Mm -hmm. That is Cobra. That is um, Judge Dredd. So, like, yeah. Like, I just thought that was so funny. And then he just brought all that back to the other kids. This is the seventies for real. You can just tell. Cause who else would be having minkos like girl, the blowout. The blowout was his bangy, the- like his hair. Like <laughs> yeah. it's great. He has gray uh, hair. He even has gray hair or a wig on Tulsa King. Does he you really? be watching Tulsa King? If you can see this picture, girl, and these little <laughs> tiny little panties he's got on or swim trunks. Girl. I'm trying to scroll. It won't let me see the rest. This is on men's health, if you want to see. So, yeah, it's interesting to see what men get radicalized by in in um, in Barbie versus poor Barbie. When she goes to the real world, she's like, I feel dread. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of weird, the, the jokes about the cellulite. I didn't really know how to feel about those. But basically, like. That's one of the signs that like something's happening in her where she's just like, something's wrong. I'm not supposed to have flat feet and I'm not supposed to have 
whatever this is on my thigh. <laughs> this is not what I'm supposed to look like. And it's also very interesting to see the Barbies be like, we've solved feminism because look at us. Every woman could be like us. So that means the real world is fantastic. And everybody's going to love you, girl. When you go over there, it's going to be fantastic. And fight that cellulite, girl. <laughs> Do not get cellulite. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is Barbie. She got a lot. It's, it's going to hit her hard. And it did. Yeah. I feel like the cellulite thing is like people fear. Oh, yeah. Cellulite. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, that's like probably going back to what the fitness craze in the 80s, maybe even before that. Cellulite and varicose veins. Okay. Varicose veins. I'd be worried. But like, <laughs> and cellulite. what is it? Strawberry skin? Stra- uh, strawberry oh. legs. That's the new yeah. term for it. Yeah. Which, I don't know. But. I mean, you're looking at someone, you're talking to someone who does not shave their legs that often. <laughs> so, I don't know. If I got strawberry legs, I don't know, girl. <laughs> I can't tell. But yeah, she she's, as soon as she gets to the real world, she's like, I don't think anything is right. <laughs> Nothing is right. Everything feels a little violent. <laughs> and I'm not thinking, I'm not feeling the Barbie you know, love because she's expecting all these places to be places of sisterhood and strong feminine energy. And it's like a construction site with douchebags and Ken is loving this. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And as soon as she tears her back, he goes and gets some library books. And he's like, well, I know all the secrets of the world now. I need to bring these to the rest of the Kens to let me bring back the sacred <laughs> yeah let me bring back the sacred texts of the horse book from <laughs> the children's <laughs> library <laughs> the the horse it's just horses and it's probably just like Clydesdale and brown like you know those books where you could just get like it was just picture books and it'd just be like horses or cars or whatever flowers or whatever just be like big old pictures of Whatever the subject was, I feel like that's what it was. It maybe mm-hmm. been like a line or two of copy in there, but for the rest, for the most part, it was just horses. Impact the impact of that horse, though. Girl, change Barbie Land, girl. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about America Ferreira? I haven't seen her in a, a minute. Um, Gloria, that's her name, right? Yeah, it was Gloria. Oh, I remember. I've been calling her America. <laughs> Gloria was great like Gloria was surprising um I assume that it would be like about a midlife crisis um honestly yeah because once they like revealed that like oh all of this energy is putting like being put into a doll Mm. I was like um kids don't really think like this these aren't really kid thoughts necessarily yeah. Like concerns about like cellulite and aging. Well, I don't know. Nowadays, girl, they, they're doing retin. They're putting retinol on their faces at 14. I didn't even know ret- what retinol was until about four years ago. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it mm, depends. It depends. Some of these girls are getting into the anti-aging really, really early. I'm just like, you haven't even seen a wrinkle before. Yeah, that's concerning. Yeah. So that's why I assumed it was going to be a kid because I was like, well, I mean, these girls be depressed. <laughs> they be depressed. They're scared of aging. 
been scared of getting fat. Like I was like, oh, this child gonna have problems. <laughs> and then it turned out to be a mother having those issues instead of the girl. I also like also assumed given the state of Barbie land that it would be a, a 30 to 40 year old because oh, are you talking about just because of the, the design yeah like what is given, Barbie though I know, but like given the state of Barbie land like what's in Barbie land it's like oh these are all 90s dolls essentially yeah. um so I was like okay like yeah like I know okay. all Barbies live there but it's like but the aesthetic the concentration of Barbies mm. there. It's like, okay, it's yeah. gonna be a mother going through something. I showed probably you <laughs> like it's a mother going through something. Cause yeah. this movie isn't necessarily for kids, like all of the other properties of this nature. This movie is for old bitches, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> like Transformers, <laughs> like all of the other properties from when if you were born in the late 80s or the early 90s, this movie is for you. So if you see something that you identify with, hey, bitch, um, <laughs> I would assume that the protagonist is going to be around a certain age. That's true. Yeah, Greta is 39. And mm -hmm. I think she she has a kid. She might have two. But um, yeah, she she's written about mother's and daughters before, because I know everybody hates Lady Bird, but y'all missing out. I'm sorry. Lady Bird is a good movie. And she talks, she she does a really good, I feel like she has a really good relationship with her mother based off like a New York Times thing she wrote about her mother and hanging out with her mother in New York and stuff and how that influenced her to leave Sacramento and go to New York. Um, but in uh, Lady Bird, like that mother and daughter. <laughs> I was there's a couple of times I was like they're gonna kill each other they're going to kill each other it's going to be a murder <laughs> that's it that's they're never gonna talk to each other again I feel like I figured it would be like a mother I feel like I figured like it would be like a mother thing honestly like not that like I was like trying to figure out the movie before yeah. the movie but it's like I'm surprised okay, like didn't <laughs> like once certain parts of the film kind of was shown um, like when Barbie tried to make first contact, it was like, oh, okay. Like, I oh, get it. Yeah. I know some of the brat stands were thinking that the scene with the little girls was like a brat's dig or something. Um, which I was far too old to be playing with brat stall, so I've never <laughs> attempted to play with a brat stall. But yeah, it was like weird. It was like all the weird comments that people were like, yeah, you make people feel bad about themselves and you're a bimbo and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all this girl does is just have every career known to man. Like, give her a damn break. <laughs> she don't even want to talk to the man that's with her right now. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, like everyone's projecting onto Barbie. Seriously. I've never wanted like blonde hair and blue eyes from playing with Barbie doll. I never wanted to be Barbie like I've never wanted to be Barbie no and I might be in the minority but I just never it just never occurred to me like this is an ideal it was just like something fun to play with and like I got to make clothes for my <laughs> for my doll that's mainly what I wanted to do yeah if anything of Barbie's that I would have wanted would be her clothes like all of the clothes and all of the, like, the fuzzy accessories like yeah. all of the 
good clothes. And I forgot to mention Kate McKinnon plays Weird Barbie, which yes. they call her Weird Barbie to her face. <laughs> and behind and, her back. And behind her back. Did you notice depression, Barbie? <laughs> yeah, she going through it. She watching Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, 1995 or something. <laughs> mm, the one Colin Firth. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you really. That's real specific. That's real, real specific. You got me. You got me, gal. <laughs> you done got me. She she came she came for me once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I know some people like struggled with the feminism parts of this movie. I don't really know. Like, I didn't really feel too many ways about it. Like, it just felt very feminism one hundred and one, especially like America's um, speech about having to be all things, which is like it's just so. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm sure there's someone who is 16 watching this who's never considered any of these things, and that's good for her. But for some of us, I'm like, I, we've been in the trenches for <laughs> a while now. I was like, this is kind of like, okay, girl, this is like Tumblr 2012. Okay, I see you. <laughs> Even though I just say like, this movie is for old bitches. This is for old bitches, but also like, oh. Oh, bitches who bring their kids to movies. Like yeah. these, this is a movie that plants ideas. Uh huh. So I did not enjoy that it, that speech because it is something that I've heard before. That is something that I've experienced. That's something that I know. Again, I'm an old bitch. I know, <laughs> but it is something of value for a youth. This is something that. a a young person needs to hear they need their they may not have experienced it yet they may not know that light bulb may not have turned on yet but they're getting that idea they will eventually experience that and it's going it's unfortunate that we live in a society that that's going to happen to them it's unfortunate that they're going to have that barbie experience at the at Venice Beach, it's unfortunate that they're gonna have the kin experience at Venice Beach. Girl, we um, need to lock up all the kins. I'm sorry, y'all can't be allowed to run free. <laughs> you cannot be allowed to be out here unsupervised. It's necessary just so like light bulbs can turn in, turn on, in somebody's <laughs> Yeah, there's no. I mean, if they were gonna get real. There's like no racism in Barbie Land or Kingdom. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, well, now we're going to get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> Some people will be left out in the cold in the kingdom mm-hmm. for real. We just cracking open brewskis, talking about horses. Yeah. And I, I did think that, like, some people thought that was kind of weird to have them be like, oh, they say something to the effect of, like, they don't have to think anymore. I feel like some people have thought that was odd, but I was like, I have literally heard girls say that. Where they're just like, I don't have to think anymore. Let the man do all the thinking. Let them do all the decision making. Let me be a stay-at-home girlfriend. I'm just like, let's think about this for a second. What does that mean for you as a as a person when that goes left? Because it will go left. <laughs> it's not going to be forever. You cannot entrust your finances to one single person. Don't do that, please. It's kind of like, please put me back in the matrix. That's what. That's what the conversations feel like, like around like right now. Like they feel very much like, please, girl, I don't want to have to think no more. Let him do the thinking. I'm like, he's not thinking, girl. 
now y'all both being drove off a cliff. So on the one hand, the speech is like very like whatever, like one like feminism 101 but then i was like well girl you know some of you barbies out here in the real world i mean yeah. for y'all somebody like somebody somebody needs to hear that somebody somebody hasn't been uh deprogrammed yet yeah somebody needed somebody needed to hear that in the audience today yeah yeah <laughs> um how did you feel about the dance sequences and the songs um, yeah. There's so a lot of songs. There were more songs than I thought. <laughs> I loved I'm Just Kin. I felt the Kennergy. Is <laughs> that the big dream one? Yes, that's the one that is half Grease Lightning, half Singing in the Rain. rain. Yeah. That's I one loved of the, it. That's one of the movies that Greta mentioned. She was like, it's a beautiful movie. Like the dream ballet, which mm-hmm. is the whole him uh pitching his like idea of this like club kind of thing and then it turns into this ballet <laughs> like a like a dream and within a dream sequence kind of thing and she was like it's so beautiful and so wonderful and so incredibly un- unhinged <laughs> it is i love it i loved every moment of it um i also loved the push moment where they got everybody gassed up which on one was that where oh. he sang the acoustic guitar they sang um matchbox 20 girl with matchbox 20 vocals too <laughs> if you catch me at 3 a.m i'm oh. just a little bit lonely yeah so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i sing a lot of matchbox 20 and rob thomas songs to myself who does arms wide open who is that band yeah that was under the sunlight <laughs> i didn't know he was actually singing matchbox 20 so that's actually <laughs> double yeah. funny. god bless ryan you were having a good ass time shout out to you i also like the dua lipa <laughs> dance tonight little dance sequence and scott evans was getting it when they started sliding in they're doing this like weird like mm-hmm. dance and i was like what is this what is this i i do the soundtrack is pretty good. i haven't listened to the whole soundtrack but the songs i've heard are pretty good and that dance sequence um was fantastic and uh i know greta said that she just she likes disco but she was like it is very dorky and she was like it just makes sense to have disco in in the barbie land universe like it was very <laughs> she's like it was very necessary um and who was else i was gonna mention Girl, Will Ferrell. <laughs> I forgot yes. about Will Ferrell. What was with the Mattel? Is it really like all Mattel? I don't think. Is that true? Is the Mattel leadership all men? Uh, I have no idea. Let's see. Executive leadership. Oh, it's a lady. Right now, the exec- executive producer films. It's a woman. I know there's some other people that are women. But on the team, but it was not <laughs> looking good. I think Greta was trying to say something. I'm surprised they let her say as much as she did. Yeah. You know, usually they're like, don't be mean to us. <laughs> don't talk about the uh, the company. Like, I don't even know if Marvel would let you talk shit about Marvel. There's two women so far. Three. Okay. Three out of several. <laughs> So, the, yeah, the executive producer of, of Mattel Films, the uh, executive vice president 
of Corporate Communications and the Executive Vice President, uh, Chief of People Officer. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is a man. <laughs> so that is um, surprising. I also thought it was interesting that they brought up Ruth, the creative Barbie, and how she had tax evasion. <laughs> also, okay, like we were talking about this movie's weird. Like, that's this movie a ghost. Is yeah, um, she's an actual ghost that lives in Mattel. I don't like, I don't think like the way conversations are being handled online, like conversations between a doll and Ruth Handler, <laughs> that's a ghost. That's a ghost talking to a doll she in a mannequin it. moment. Like that's like mannequin, the movie. So Ruth Handler, that's who uh, we're referring to when we talk about Ruth. She invented Barbie in 1959, um, and she's also the co-founder of Mattel with her husband, Elliot. Mm-hmm. She was the president's, oh, sorry, the company's first president from 1945 to 1975. However, they were forced to resign from Mattel after the SEC invested the company for falsifying financial documents. Mm-hmm. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. That's not, that's not good. <laughs> I surprised they actually let them say that because I was like, oh, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> she went down for evading a taxes? Come mm-hmm. on now. What's going on deep in the vault, Mattel? <laughs> I did not know we were doing all that. Um, <laughs> did you have any other scenes that you liked? I enjoyed the scene at the beach. Beaching that- off? Yeah, I've enjoyed the beach off scene. Like, I'm going to beat you off. You can't beat me <laughs> off. I'm going to beat you off. <laughs> I was like, I hope I'm hearing the right words. We're saying beach. <laughs> and I was cracking up. Also, I I enjoyed uh, uh, Dua Lipa is Mermaid Barbie. And John Cena yeah, is like, Mermaid Barbie. When the Barbie land becomes King Kingdom, John Cena is a mermaid. And, you yeah. know, me being me. And my mojo jo, uh, dojo castle house. Yeah. Like my ideal uh, man would be like pro wrestlers. So of course. <laughs> <laughs> would you want, like, what would you want as John Cena? Would it you want John Cena? The, the mermaid scenario would be like John Cena. Oh, it would be the like mermaids. the rock. It would be like Stone Steve Austin, Roman Reigns, the Usos. Like they would be like the mermaids. Like we, it would be great. I wonder if uh, the rock would have been down to be a mermaid. I wonder if he's in that phase of his career still. He's not that fun no more. Yeah, I feel I like he's serious. He wants to be president one of these days. It's yeah. Just, it's too hot. The GOP's too hot right now. <laughs> he's like, let me not take my, my movie career and my life <laughs> dealing with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to see John Cena in there. Some stuff, you know, like you see stuff in like the 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 production because we've been seeing all the pictures and all I don't know where y'all were getting the pictures and stuff too because it was a lot um seeing all the cameos and and all that stuff and I was like there's no way all these people are gonna be in there and he sure fucking was in there <laughs> there he did a, a brewski I was like Fuck. yeah got a brewski from Dua Lipa <laughs> I was like, what is this the brew, like the first brewski being open, fucking made me crack up. Um, also, like at the beach when the executives from the sales was like 
um, outlining like the worst things that could happen. And it's like, oh, we could have like a million wise young fathers. Um, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and like, or two trees doing the podcast. I was like, ah. yep, I'm I'm a willow tree. What tree would you be? <laughs> I'm a birch. Okay, that's a good strong tree. <laughs> Um, and I also enjoyed, um, poor Lil' Ken's breakdown when Barbie was like, bruh, no. He's like, I can't be without your glow or something. Yeah, so he's like, I just want to bask in your glow, Barbie, please. So, a moment in your sun. The way he was acting, I was like, they're not together. I thought they were together. Like, I was, when we were watching, like, when all this was happening and all the production and all of the marketing and stuff, I was like, they're not together. He's just no. bothering her. <laughs> no, they just boyfriend girlfriend. So boyfriend girlfriend, but like they don't even know what that means. And she's just kind of like, I don't want you in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's gonna be a girls' night. Sorry about it. <laughs> she was like, Where does he live? She's like, Fuck, we don't know. I don't know where he goes when he's not here. <laughs> he could be living under a rock for all I know, but he don't yeah. stay over here. <laughs> he live at beach. I don't know. He might live at beach. <laughs> But I can't fire. Yeah. <laughs> All the kids might live at beach. I don't even know. Uh, and this isn't even, yeah, this is when they're back together. Because, you know, Ken and Barbie did break up. Who did she date without Ken? Or did she just go and find herself? Um, I don't know. I don't remember she had a man, but <laughs> they was broken up. Hot yeah. girl summer. And I was the only... One of the only people who laughed when Ken, like Barbie, like for like the sabotage point when she knocked on the door and Ken was like, oh, fuck. And he was hiding from her when she was like, oh, I want to go on a date. And he was like, sublime, like the band. <laughs> is that what that was a reference to? I was like, what is he talking <laughs> That seems like the kind of stuff he would be into. Girl, not sublime, please. That or it, it, either to me, it was like sublime, like the band or like his feelings. But I took it as the band. Girl, not sublime being one of your hallmarkers from basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, when he went hid and then came out and then was flexing. Ryan, you got some big old. Boy, sorry, girl. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Working hey, out. Hey, what would you do? Another just reading. He had a good maternity or paternity leave because shit. Them, he was he. One of his boobs like pop, like did a little titty jump when he was singing that sad song about how Barbie don't love him. Uh, <laughs> it mm. was like, what is going on there? I was like, did the other Barbies get the memo about the workout routine? <laughs> because you came prepared. He was ready. It reminds me of that story you told me about when he gained all that weight for the lovely bones. And oh, like, yeah. No. No, no, like, no. That's not what we wanted. <laughs> We're going to get Mark Wahlberg. Poor Ryan. He put on like 30 pounds or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, never mind. We don't want that. Well, I think he will. I don't know if this is going to get like some sort of award nomination. I don't know what's going to happen with anything beyond tomorrow <laughs> everybody's on strike everybody's been on strike i think the last time we recorded only the writers were on strike but now the actors are on strike um possibly some of the the theater groups might be on strike so 
it's going to be a mess. Um, they're already talking about starving everybody or helping them lose their homes or something. Waiting until everybody starts to lose their homes. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, not looking good. So I don't know what's going to happen with the awards. I do know that they should get something for how good the production is. It's like yeah. fucking crazy. Like there was a, a architectural digest video that came out a couple weeks before the movie came out and it is fucking fantastic like all of the thought they did to just to like i would have just wanted them to just have the whole movie set in barbie land honestly yeah like there is a lamp i saved it on my um <laughs> inspo board like it's a lamp in barbie's room oh the, I, the acrylic one yeah yeah that i really really want girl you can get that on wayfair it's not gonna be cheap but i bet you can get one because you can get the tables too and them tables are not cheap either mm-hmm. that's like real acrylic Acrylic is heavy, so I think that's why they're pretty expensive. But you can find those. You can probably find those in Etsy too. I have like Barbie's room, like saved in my little like. Yes, I need this for my room. It's a really great color pink they pick too. Like I think Greta mm-hmm. said that they had to really work to figure out how to make it so saturated without it feeling like everything was kind of washed out in pink. So um, they did a really good job. Like and all the practical effects too. Like. When they're doing the the traveling between Barbie land and the real world, like that's all real stuff. Like they built that. Like when they're on the little rocket, like that's yes. really Ryan Gosling hanging from like a rocket. Like it's so good. And I saw a comment that somebody's like, why would they do this? Isn't it cheaper just to do a CGI? Yes, it is cheaper. <sighs> yeah, it looks um, ugly. Y'all haven't yes. fixed that problem yet. We just talked about this in The Little Mermaid. It's, it looks bad. Like this looks great. It looks amazing. Yeah. It looks car it looks cartoony, but it's supposed to. It's fun. Uh, again. Uh, watch movies. Watch old movies. And see how they work. Like see how they work. I just don't understand the whole thing of like, oh, let's make it cheaper. That's not like make it so your actors actually have something to interact with and make it look like it. Like, give a fuck. I don't know. Some of y'all do not need to be in, in movies. And thank God <laughs> you might not get the chance because you don't need to be doing any of that. Why would you say that? Like, you could just do this in CGI. What about the actors' performances? Anytime people make that comment on, like, you could do it in CGI. Like, there is a drastic difference between CGI compared to Who Framed Roger Rabbit and, like, yeah, that Thor makes sense. Love and Thunder. Like oh. they had sets in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like there was, there was something to act against yeah. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Whereas the way that things are done now, it's it's kind of difficult for actors to give you the performances at like their best performance. Like any doing their actual job because you got them acting against the tennis ball and being like, pretend that this is a a 30 foot creature or something. It's just like, I mean, yeah, they can do it, but why would you hinder them like that? And why, like, what do you mean that you can make it better in CGI? Like, I think it's so cool that they had it in, in like real life, like that's all practical effects. Like that's cool to see. That people still have like the ingenuity to make stuff like that. And it just reminded me again, like all the old Hollywood stuff where they had like the 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 um 
was it? It was like the grass going on that little conveyor like, belt. Yes. <laughs> and it's just being pulled along by a person. Yeah. And it reminded me of like all the old like Hitchcock movies where they're just quote unquote driving in a car. You just see like and they clearly aren't, but <laughs> the trees going back and forth behind them. Yeah, that's this is cool. Like, I don't know why you why everybody's so focused on streamlining movies to where they're like just like you just want a computer to make art i don't understand that whole thing is it's just not making sense like why what about movies need to save money there are movies that obviously are be a waste of time but it's not because of the cgi necessarily <laughs> it's just the overall story girl didn't nobody want to see the flash didn't nobody want to see that every i've seen like two clips and every clip is just like mm. And I will say, too, that a lot of the movies now are, like, cameo-based. Like, this movie has, like, a ton of fucking people in it. But I feel like it it works. Like, I didn't just go see the movie just to be like, okay, I'm going to go see Issa Rae. I'm sure somebody went and saw that. I would not advise doing things like that because Greta did right by y'all. Another person probably won't. Issa might get a minute or two <laughs> and cut. <laughs> but I, I, it doesn't... Like, I think the whole draw of the flash was like, there's going to be a bunch of cameos. And at this point, I was like, nobody wants to see that shit. No offense. Actually, full offense, because fuck them. But like, (laughs) like they didn't, nobody wants to see all that. So I don't know. I just don't feel like, this is such a weird disrespect against practical effects now. I don't understand why. Like, we could just have, we could just push a button and let somebody else do it. I was like, it looks like shit. And maybe one day it won't look like shit. But why are we so against knowing how to do things? Yeah, it, it's it's literally an art, and once no one knows how to do it, it'll be lost. Yeah, and then you'll be like, oh, there's only one person that knows how to build <laughs> this type of set design or lighting rig or whatever, because you don't put it all up in, in some sort of program. You don't know how to do it yourself. There's nothing, there's nothing advantageous about not knowing how to do something physically. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just nothing I can think of, especially in a an art situation <laughs> where you would just like, yeah, I don't know how to paint that brushstroke, but the computer does. Mm-hmm. Just think about if you go on to see Oppenheimer and IMAX and you have issues with your projector because you don't have a projectionist. All they know is to push play. They don't know how to feed nothing in there. They don't know how to fix the sound. They don't know how to do nothing. This was not a yeah. thing like 20 years ago. Yeah. It, that uh, being a projectionist is a skill. Like, yeah. That takes time and talent to be able to, you know, run the film through the machine and then be able to catch it if it has a problem. Yeah. And troubleshoot and stuff mm-hmm. and not have people walk out and ask for their money back. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't know. There's just such a weird thing about art where art needs to be able to save money. And I was like, there's so many other parts of our culture that we do. We spend so much money on that. That just really offended me to see somebody say that about the such beautiful set design. I hope they get recognized for it if we do have an Oscar next year. Yeah. And while we were, because I like sent Ashley some pictures of the set because we were talking about like Weird Barbie's house and how yeah. it was inspired by Psycho um, before the show. So we got a shout out, like the production designer. Her name is Sarah Greenwood and mm-hmm. the set decorator is Katie Spencer. So they're responsible for all of the... Set work that you see, like the design of the houses, Weird Barbie's four foot, six inch cat statue, 
that you <laughs> might see how there is a pink brick road inspired by Wizard of Oz going mm-hmm. up to where Barbie's house. All of the books like Moby Barbie, uh, Barbie <laughs> um, that you see, well, you might get a peek of or you probably have seen on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Like, they're responsible for that. Yeah, and that pool, because, you know, she doesn't mm-hmm. have water in the pool, which I think is so funny. Also, there's a shark in that pool. Who put the sh- fucking Ken's? Ken's girl. <laughs> it's a painted shark in that pool. You see how men ruin things? <laughs> you give them just a little bit of an inch, and now there's a fucking shark in the goddamn pool. And that fucking Hummer or whatever he bought. Oh, yeah. The Hummer. Yeah. They celebrate uh, four truck month <laughs> in Kendo. Child insurrection. Oh, Hunter Harris called it the Kinsurrection. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly what, was, what that was. That was what it was starting to give. I don't even think they knew what they were doing. Like the Kins get like, I'm not. He was like, I'm not happy still. And I was like, yeah, because you look like a crazy person. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was, he was giving my boy. Who giving what boy? He was, was giving boy? a little. He was giving a little John Travolta. Oh my God. When he was dancing or when he, he was, was giving a little dance, little urban cowboy. He was giving that. I felt it. Did you see the part where they came and they were pretending to ride on horses? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this New York Times article. I didn't finish reading it all, but Greta was just like, I can't believe they let us do this. Like, I really can't believe they let us do this weird shit. There's no horses for Barbie. Well, there's no horses. You got to get those little fake horses from the bookstore and they don't, they're not skilled to fit Barbie. Yeah. I've never seen like Barbie ride a horse or like have like, you know, horse girl Barbie or something like that. I, there is a Barbie movie about horses, but. But not like where you could buy like an accessory. No, I don't yeah. think so. Mm. Mattel, mm. what's going on there, Mattel? Mm-hmm. Mm. There probably is one. I wouldn't be surprised. There's like so many, like we went to that Barbie, um world of barbie instagram looking trap thing but there was there was some dolls there and it was really cool to see because they had done some barbies over like historical women like there was a madam cj walker barbie and um uh who was it um oh i'm forgetting ida b wells ida b wells and there was another one i think it was amelia Earhart, and i think um it was a billy jean king some other people there was a few and there was the first barbie they had one there and they had all the, her cars and stuff, like all the different versions of her cars, which is really cool to see. But I don't think I ever saw no horses or any sort of, like when they had the dog that was pooping, uh-huh. I was very confused. I was like, where did we get one of those? It came with a little poop scoop or uh, like something to like pick up the poop. Like That sounds very familiar now that you say that. It's something that you put in the mouth, like something. Oh, like you it ate it. something and it pooped. That's, what was that, that about? What was that about like in the 90s? I don't know if that was just like a 90s thing. Maybe it probably started earlier. But why were we feeding dolls and them pooping? What was... I have no idea. What was the journey there? What was the thought process in that moment for us? (laughs) But I distinctly remember, remember that dog, that it pooped. And I like cracked up when the dog was pooping at the house. Yeah. I mean, everything felt like familiar. Um, but it was just like something that was like, girl, wait, what? <laughs> what did we do that, Barbie? When did that happen? Uh, <laughs> so I guess the moral of the story of this movie is um, don't let men out of your sight. <laughs> don't let them read. That's for sure. They Everybody gets socialized into gender stereotypes. 
unfortunately, men's gender stereotypes are trash. Uh, like, it's Girl. it's very Except for Alan. Shout out to Alan. Alan was down. Alan was down. He was kicking people's asses. <laughs> He's like, don't make me go out with them. Please don't make me go back there with them. I have to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's it's sad that like masculine stereotypes of what how gender performance are like mm-hmm. this. So many people feel that they have to perform male genders like this. I mean, you don't have to. You could literally do whatever you want, express yeah. yourself however you want to. You don't have to crack open brewskis and ride horses or feel like you have to do these things. Have a dance-off. <laughs> yeah. We should have more dance-offs, actually. I believe yeah. that's what we're really missing as a culture right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are, like, you are enough. You don't have to, you know, harass people. You don't have to, like, you have to look inside yourself to feel like who you are is enough. You don't have to be in a relationship to discover that. The big thing was like, they both need like their own sort of identities, Mm -hmm. like her identity. Oh God, I forgot to talk. People were talking about they were starting tearing up and stuff. And I feel like it was maybe from America's speech. And I was like, whatever. But the before America's speech, when Barbie was like, I'm not pretty enough. And they made that joke about how if we're going to have somebody talking about not being pretty enough, maybe not have Margot Robbie talk about not feeling pretty enough. Uh-huh. But which I laughed at because I was like, yeah, no, girl. <laughs> we know you pretty child. And then she was like, yeah, but I'm not interesting enough. Like, I'm not like a lawyer and I'm not a doctor and I'm not this and that. And I was like, ah. <laughs> she got me there. She was getting mm. me. And I was like, oh. Oh, not feeling good enough about your profession. <laughs> what no. a life. I'm feeling, feeling feelings, feeling feelings about feelings, about feelings. And uh, I was like, ooh. I mean, thank God for America's speech. Because I was like, okay, I'm back to reality. <laughs> this is not good. This part's not good. But like when she said that, I was like, oh. I was like, not stereotypical Barbie. She can't figure it out. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> What does it mean for the rest of us? Uh, hmm. that, that I think was probably my the scene that like most affected me was like that part because I was like, ooh, <laughs> mm. and just her having to figure out like like what she wants to do next. Like she doesn't feel like she's really meant for Barbie Land anymore, but she has yeah. to figure out what her next step is going to be. I don't know why we had to send her to the gynecologist. Wasn't sure about that one. <laughs> um. Because she's a person now. Like, she, she went from fe- not having genitalia. Well, I guess when she's a human. And her, she determined her gender. Like, Hey, guys. So Brittany just said that Barbie determined her gender when she picked out her genitalia. But that's not what she meant. She meant sex. Uh, we do correct that here in a minute. But just want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, we knew that we kind of fucked up there. Okay, thanks. She, like, it reminded me of this episode of... Oh, gosh. A Star Trek. Okay. There's always a Star Trek. There is. (laughs) It, like, even though Barbie is feminine. Yeah. Barbie doesn't have a gender. Like, she doesn't. Um, But she performs femininity, like, hyper-femininity. But she doesn't have a gender. Yeah, thank God Um, you don't have the ex-machina situation with Barbie. Because y'all are weird. She doesn't, um, but she chose to be a person. Like, there's an episode of uh, 
the next generation where data builds a child and what it chooses its gender. Oh and my God. it chooses to be a, like a peer as human and chooses mm-hmm. to be a human female. Mm-hmm. And her name is Wow. And she becomes a person and she succeeds. Like Data's mission as a robot is to know what it's like to be human yeah. and be as human as possible. Um, Lau succeeds him like he she surpasses him and she feels humanity like she becomes human to the point where she experiences emotion and she breaks down like she it's too much for her and she essentially dies oh lord i mean shit (laughs) it it is one of those episodes of uh, the next generation that makes me cry like i every time i watch it i like cry being human is kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> it really is. There is so much in that episode. But, like, that's kind of what this part reminded me of. Like, when the ghost started with Handler. Like, this, she talking to a ghost. Like, um, <laughs> talks to Barbie. And Barbie, like, it's like something about, you know, mama staying still to let their daughters. Girl, they're arguing about that shit on here. Move. Or- Zoom, zoom, whatever the, the quote is. I'll find it. Hold on, because I have it liked <laughs> somewhere. They're not happy about that at all. It's like when the, the creator, like, chooses a man. Like, when you grant a mannequin humanity. I have the quote. It says, we mothers stand still so our daughters can look back to see how far they've come. Which I guess I might say, why are people interpreting this so cynically? It's really bizarre. And I've seen some other people say because it was a shitty line. Um, I got it. It's just kind of like you look back at your mother and you yeah. you usually, I mean, most times, not most times, but I was like, I guess the the goal here in America, at least, is to definitely go farther than what your parents I mean that's what everybody always talks about oh I'm my ancestors wildest dreams or whatever the fuck y'all were talking about for like six straight years like that's basically what she's saying like like, you're going farther than what your parents could do or your mother could do especially if your mother is from like a specific generation like my grandmother is born in the 30s and my mom was born in the late 60s almost 70s like my mom has done so much more than my grandma ever could just from just her generation. So I got it. Like, I don't know. People felt like personally offended by it. Like, I'm not going to stand still so my daughter could do that. <laughs> like, I don't think that's what she meant, girl. <laughs> Maybe she just kind of fucked up on the on the delivery of that line or whatever. Like the writing of the line. I, I got it. <laughs> you just want a little more for your kids. Yeah, that's basically what I meant. Like, I don't understand why people are like, how dare you say I'm not going to do anything. I'm just like. If I went to high school, I want my kids to go to college. If I went to college, I want my kids to go to grad school. Yeah. Like, something like that. Yeah. Like, my grandma didn't go to college. My mom did. Her three daughters did. Like, my grandma's three daughters all went to college. She is two daughters had PhDs. <laughs> That's not something my grandma could achieve back in like 1950-something. Like, <laughs> it's just not something that would have happened for her. So I, I don't know why people got so cranky about that. But yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where I'm going with this. I just thought that was kind of weird. But I didn't like the line necessarily, but I understood what, what the hell she was talking about. Yeah. And Barbara, I mean, Barbie chooses to be a woman. Like, that's what she chooses. She doesn't want to be a doll anymore. She, that's just what she wants to do. And that's. I think it's interesting, too, because they talk about how she doesn't want anything to change. And and I think later, isn't America who says, like, 
being alive is nothing but change all the time. Like that's a big step for a doll to be like, okay, I'm ready for my life to change and my body to change and me to get old <laughs> and all those things and my hair to change color without nobody dipping it in some colored water. <laughs> yeah. Coloring it with markers or whatever. Like that's a big deal. So. And everybody keep telling Barbie is like, you will die. Like I mean, every like the ghost is like, grow up. You gonna you gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> I guess that's the only thing that's certain. She can't tell her anything else that's gonna happen to her, but you're not gonna make it. <laughs> so enjoy yourself now. Like I'm sorry, I have to correct myself. Barbie has gender, she doesn't have sex. My bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Please don't yell at us. I'm- yes, um, I apologize for that miss um communication she doesn't have genitalia my bad sorry guys she does have a gender my my bad guys my bad okay i have to make a correction on our rylane episode about how i said the president when i really meant the prime minister i don't want anybody to think i'm an idiot so i'm gonna make that correction today (laughs) my bad um yeah i didn't really understand that i mean i guess if you decide to be a cisgendered woman with a debt with a vag you're going to have to go make that inevitable trip to the gynecologist. I just, I don't know. I get really turned off by anything with pussy references. I'm just not one of those girls for pussy feminism. But yeah. it is also one of the things that you have to deal with. I thought she was going to Mattel. I thought she was going to shake shit up. I thought so too. So like- <laughs> thought we were going to go run stuff. With her pink Birkenstocks. That's a trash fit. Sorry, Barbie. You need to go back tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Up top looks so normal. And I was, I guess because she chose real life. Yeah. Now she has a Birkenstock rather than the, the high, high heel. heel. I mean, you can still do the high heel, girl. I respect the, the Birkenstock. But yeah. the blazer, Miss Barbie. Club attire. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, seven club attire. <laughs> this it's a weird movie. Like a lot of the part, like the, a lot of the parts of the movie didn't match. Up. Like they don't make sense. <laughs> like I guess if you're playing with your dolls, nothing has to make sense. No, they they don't make sense. Like they the whole subplot with Mattel, mm-hmm. how to get to the real world from the Barbie world. I mean, like, that's fine. It, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't make sense. Like it's a weird movie. It's just like a hodgepodge of a lot of different things. Yeah. But. But it's fun. It is an enjoyable time. Yeah. Like, it is worth watching. Are we recommending it? Yeah. Like, I feel like if I were, like, eight years old, this would be a movie that I would have begged my dad to take me to see, make him watch it with me, and then make him, like, buy it on pay-per-view so he could record it off tv and then oh girl so i could watch it over and over again not on pay-per-view. like a tape oh. yes i didn't you know anybody had access to pay-per-view i was oh, like no. oh that's for that's for the richies yeah <laughs> we used to tape movies off pay-per-view all the time my uncle or not my uncle sorry my grandpa used to tape uh movies off of hbo we had hbo mm-hmm. and somehow they would i guess play um animated things um, mm-hmm. lots of Bible stories sometimes. Also, that's how I know what Rockadoodle is because he taped it mm-hmm. off HBO <laughs> to traumatize me with. He didn't mm-hmm. know, but it was kind of traumatic. We talked about Don Bluth and his his mm-hmm. oh Chanticleer. Yep, his ministry of pain and terror. <laughs> uh, I would say I would recommend this movie. Um, like Brittany said, it is weird. It did go places I was not expecting. I was not expecting to have Barbie with an existential crisis and basically 
when she started talking about she felt anxious and shit like that <laughs> and just a overwhelming sense of dread and everything felt a little violent uh like every interaction felt tinged with violence. So I was like, oh, girl, you're getting the full experience right up top. And I was like, oh, Barbie shouldn't be feeling that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's very interesting to do with a doll to say, you know, this doll also feels the effects of the real world and it's not so great. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, all the times I doubted, I'm not going to take it back because I was, you know, I had my rights doubt. <laughs> but I think it came out really fun. And like we said, the set, I think the the best parts for me were probably the sets and then Ryan Gosling's just overall insanity. And of course the Mojo, Dojo Casa House. Um, I wanna know what the what the discussion was like between Greta and Noah when they wrote that. <laughs> what was like the dumbest thing they probably could think of, I think. <laughs> um, and I thought like, there's a lot of surprising parts of this movie that I wasn't expecting. And I was happy to um, see that I hadn't gotten spoiled yet. I think if I had waited another week, I think I probably would have been like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you have to see this um, Yeah. They're pretty much now. Don't listen to this if you. Oh, it's too late in the game to say that. But if you, yeah, we've never been a spoiler-free podcast, but um, I feel like we we didn't give away everything. But yeah, yeah it's I mean, some special surprises left. I think probably, maybe I don't know, <laughs> maybe. But I definitely recommend this, and I think that um, everybody should look at Greta's. Um, official Barbie watch list on Letterboxd. I'm going to include that in our description. I've watched about half of these. Um, she's got everything from The Wizard of Oz to The Red Shoes, all that jazz, women on an edge of a, oh, sorry, women on the edge of a nervous breakdown, Rear Window, Ooh, yeah. Both Encounters of the Third Kind, The Truman Show, Grease, Splash, The Godfather, <laughs> which we don't think we talked about in here, but you know, you can get the idea. And also uh, Saturday Night Fever. Um, these are really, really good movies. Um, and like I said, I think I've seen about half of these. Oh, His Girl Friday. I think you like that movie, right? Yes, I I love it. It's a screwball comedy. Um, it's fun to watch. It's, yeah. It's, it's great. I think she said she picked it because it's like one of those like fast talking movies. There's a lot of probably precursor to Gilmore Girls or something. Yes. I don't know. But she said it was like probably one of the best like fast talking movies that she liked a lot. And um, yeah, these are pretty great movies. Great color. Shout out to someone having the, the, the strength, the gumption, the moxie to make a movie that is actually saturated. Thank God. Because I told my mom um, like during the, the previews, I was just like, or the trailers or whatever. I was like, I cannot see anything. <laughs> I cannot see at all. And I was like, I have to start sitting towards the front. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to see it. If we're going to keep going down this road of everything being desaturated and being the same color of brown, brownish gray, like mm. I got to sit up close because I can't see it. So shout out to her for having actual saturated colors, saturated blondes, saturated pinks the blue is beautiful like uh thank god somebody gives a fuck <laughs> um do you have any like other recommendations like yeah like the sense of humor like i mentioned earlier um 
is the Brady Bunch movie. Like <laughs> that would be the perfect companion to this. Is that the one um, they made? Like the is that the one from like the late eighties or the nineties or something? It's or from nineteen ninety four or nineteen ninety five. Is it the one with um Ben Stiller's ex wife? I can't remember her name. Yes, Christine yeah. Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could say the she was Marsha, right? Yes, she was Marsha. Um, it also has RuPaul in there for a second as a guidance counselor. Oh gosh. Um, it has a voice of Prince Eric in there. He plays Greg Brady. It has Greg, Gary Cole in there. Shelly yeah. Long. Um, Shelly Long is the mom, right? Mm-hmm. She's Carol Brady. And it is just full of double entendres. It also, like, I've learned that a lot of people have never watched the Brady Bunch TV show, but think that clips from the movie are episodes of the Brady Bunch. You know what? There's been a couple times where I thought it was because, like, I think Christine Taylor looks very similar to like the original Marsha. Uh huh. That sometimes I get a little like, what? And but I remember watching the movie at one point, but I couldn't tell you other than somebody getting hit in the face. But I can't, I can't remember like the whole plot of the movie. It is great. Like the whole plot of the movie has different episode it's made from different episodes of the brady bunch movie i mean mm. brady bunch series mm. so it has just different elements of the series just meld together to make an entire movie um but it's also taking the brady's from like 1970s and putting them smack dab in the middle of 90s la Girl. But they have changed absolutely nothing about themselves. So they're still straight <laughs> from the 70s, but they're in the 90s. That's so perfect. you have them dealing with 90s conflicts, but in the 70s. Um, if you're familiar with uh, Euphoria, uh, oh, Lord. Cassie's and baby girl's mom is in there for a minute. Who plays <laughs> Marsha's best friend, who is enamored with Marsha and it's great. Um, it's, it was literally one of my absolute favorite movies growing up. I've watched that movie a million times. The humor is amazing. It's very nineties. Oh, so yeah. if that's not your vibe, it's just not your vibe. I feel like the humor <laughs> in that and the humor in this are on par. Okay. Um, and I feel like they will work well together. Okay, yeah. Apparently, you can watch um, the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel on uh, Paramount Plus if you have mm-hmm. that. I do not have that, and I think you can also watch it on YouTube if you want to pay uh, a little bit of a coin to watch it. Um, I I know I've seen this movie, but it's kind of like probably like in pieces, like you said. So that's probably why I've also confused it sometimes because like Christine Taylor looks like very much like Marsha. There's no Marsha. So I'm like, what? <laughs> it kind of looks like a, I mean, not probably not HD, but like a, I guess a little bit more high def than 1970s mm-hmm. uh, TV show. But also, I used to watch a TV show like on Nick at Night. And you'll, you'll get. Like, if you've watched the TV show, you'll get, like, some of the plot points from different episodes. And the very Brady sequels based on their, like, Hawaiian vacation episodes. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. Yeah, I think that, like, works perfectly. Especially, like, with the design of their house. Like, Mm -hmm. that feels very Barbie land. Mm -hmm. Very 
mid-century modern. Oh God, that house is so cool. I was like, I think at the Trixie Motel, like Trixie has one of the rooms that's, it has a pink bathtub and it's like the exact same shade of Barbie pink that they had in the movie. And I'm just like, just like also like you know five hundred dollars a night to stay there, so I might never see it. But if I could just like get that pink and put it everywhere, dreams would be coming true. But I don't think I have a movie that really um, makes sense. But I would say that I agree with Greta about um, singing in the rain and also Greece. I feel like we have to do an episode uh, in Greece. Um, <laughs> I feel like the if any if you take anything from the movie, the the relationship between Ken and Ken yeah. kind of mirrors the, the relationship between Kaniki and Danny. Oh, Zico. yeah, they like hate each other, but not really. But yeah, they're not after the same girl. Thankfully, uh, they they were because Rizzo, wait. Oh, Rizzo yeah, Rizzo. dated. Danny and Kaniki. But Kaniki wasn't after uh, Sandy. No, but But Danny, he was kind of like, you look like a fucking square trying to date that girl. Yeah, but Danny dated Rizzo first. And Kaniki. Wow. Kaniki dated Rizzo second. Greece is also a part of my DNA. <laughs> I know. We were supposed to do Greece this uh, year because it's 35. I think it's not 35. Good Lord. 45? Mm-hmm. Is it the 45th anniversary, I think? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. on Max if y'all want to watch it. Yeah. I'm glad the kids didn't really figure out what Grease Lightning was really about. So That's saran wrap. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so. too un- that's too much for Barbie Land in the kingdom. They're just out here trying to ride horses. <laughs> yeah. We're all just trying to ride our own horses and stuff. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I guess if you guys want to follow us, we are, let's start with a a stable, um, (laughs) social media site. We're on Instagram, girl, Black Girl Film Club. I will be uh, jumpstarting that again here soon. Been taking a little break after our, uh, Pride Month extravaganza. Uh, you can also email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. We're on Discord. Check the link tree for that. We are on Twitter slash X. I don't know. Count your days on that one, girl. It's over. She's over. She's either going to get sued into oblivion or they're going to start charging us to use the site. (laughs) Something's Mm -hmm. happening. It's count your fucking days. (laughs) Let's all count our days and make sure that we regroup in another stable environment. But um, yeah, for the meantime, we're still there at the OK Girl Film Club. Mm. we've been saying it for months now but it's the beginning of the end yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's it's over anything else um no not at this time um just you know go i guess give mattel some money i guess go see barbie (laughs) this is we're not influencers support sag and the writers sorry yeah, we not we are not influencers. Oh yeah, we are not influencers. Nobody is paying us to do jack squat. So support SAG after us, support the WGA, um, support everybody who's gonna be on strike because it's not just them two. <laughs> yeah, be I think I think UPS has um averted that for right now. 
but um, you know, support the IATSE because uh, once they go, I feel like everything's about to really go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as much as we complain, you should know that everyone <laughs> should be like we are in support of everyone being paid fairly for their art, for their work. So naturally we support this yeah i want writers to be paid i want actors to be paid i don't want them to have to make uh like what twenty eight thousand dollars a year to get health insurance and not even be able to make that i can't even imagine i can't even imagine every time i hear somebody say it i'm like how are you alive (laughs) how is anybody alive right now and how can you do business you know the people who make your movies what they are are out here like hungry and having to work you know, three or four jobs just make it to to, mm-hmm. to make you money. <laughs> yeah. If you're going if you're gonna really treat them like that, they're making you money. Why are you have them out here downtrodden? And then you don't even give a fuck because now you just want to replace them with, you know, AI versions of themselves. Did you know the guy from Power Rangers? He only got scanned. I think he was one of those same people who got scanned for uh what's the villain from Power Rangers like the television show? What's it Power Rangers? Zordon? Yeah, the guy in like the big tube or whatever. Apparently, he got like they took his picture and then they just used this picture over and over again. I don't think he ever got paid. That's what the rumor on the street is. Not from the nineties. I mean, not surprised, but at no, the same but time, like, what is your like? Wow. The people who are in charge do not actually care about these telling good stories or art or any of that stuff. They don't care. They don't. It doesn't matter because when the AI thing don't work. I am like all right. When the AI thing don't work, like we're going to hear about it. People make the art. Yeah. A person is responsible for writing Barbie. Two people are responsible for writing Barbie. A person made all those costumes. A person painted those sets, Mm -hmm. put those sets together, created all of the furniture, the books, every little piece of this like I don't want to say masterpiece, but every little piece of this movie. I mean, the production is a masterpiece. I'll give them together. Like this was done by hand by a person. Yeah. So they should be paid for their work. Yeah. Like, and y'all don't do nothing but sit in an office and schmooze and shit, <laughs> and 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 you get paid triple what I mean. Girl, not even triple, like what, thousands and thousands of times of, of your, your lowest paid actor. Like, what are you even saying? Yeah. So, yeah, fuck it up. Strikers, we support you. I'm so sorry. I'm not close enough to go and bring y'all water. <laughs> but if I see y'all, I will definitely honk. Um, and I hope you get everything that you deserve because you deserve the world because you do what executives can't do, which is you entertain and you shape culture. Yes, you have brought me joy. Yeah, you. and they can't do that, and they're pissed. Yeah. So anyway, until next time, friends, go see Barbie in theaters. We love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.